I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Alzinga. And, and this, this better be good. good. You know what it is. It's the weekly podcast where Garrett and I review a movie before seeing it, then we review it again after seeing Was it. Was I yelling? I'm sorry. No, I don't think so. Uh, this week we're seeing Ford v. Ferrari. Uh, oh, uh, American car designer Carol Shelby and driver Ken Miles battle corporate interference, the laws of physics, and their own personal demons to build a revolutionary race car for Ford and challenge Ferrari the 24 hours of Le Mans in 1966. Ooh, 60s period piece. Yeah, um, directed by James Mangold. Uh, got a lot of good oh, films. Oh yeah, in his, Logan. His, uh, Wolverine. His Arsenal. The uh, Wolverine. Stars Matt Damon and Christian Bale. And a couple other people, I'm sure, but I don't know. Like 310 to Yuma. Things. I'm just going through James Mangold. He's movies. got a really good uh, portfolio. <clears throat> he really does. So um, this will be very interesting. Also, director, uh, sorry, um, Oscar contender this movie is. Yeah, um, they put up both uh, Matt Damon and Christian Bale for best actor. Like, the, the film put them up. In yeah. For best actor. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So there's that. You know, I love both these actors. Um, I can't think of a bad movie Christian Bale's been in, except for maybe Terminator Salvation. Yeah, um, but that's not his fault. Yeah, and he wasn't bad in it. It was just, you know. American Hustle has gotten a lot of, like, flack after the fact. where the people are, it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. There's, like, a lot of people that are like, that movie's shit. I still have not seen American Hustle. I mean. I've heard it's good. It's fine. People, it's serviceable. But it's that same thing with, like, Green Book, where it's like, why is this getting nominated? Like, hmm. it's a fine movie. Like, there's so many other movies that... Who's it directed by? Um, the guy who did Black Swan, right? No. No. That's um, Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. Who directed? Um, uh, it'll come to me. David O. Russell. He did um, The Wrestler. Yeah, because he was on a hot No, that street. was Darren Aronofsky. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The Fighter. He did The Fighter. That's yeah. Because, that's because originally Darren Aronofsky was going to do The Wrestler and then The Fighter, and then he dropped out, and I think that David O. Russell took The flight, The Fighter. The Flighter. Yeah, fighter that's flight. a movie. He took Fighter Flight. The, David the Russell took Flight. That's the sequel to The Fighter. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, and Matt Damon, he's one of those actors who it's like, I get it, I guess, but I'm not super into it. Dude, I am so sick of seeing his face. He is everywhere. Down, downsizing, I was not excited to see. And good, Why did I'm, you see it? We, I didn't. Oh. I, that's the reason I didn't see it. I thought uh, the first, apparently the trailers are very misleading for that film, for what the film actually is. That's what I heard. Mm-hmm. So, no thanks. Like, yeah. I, I think there's a big subplot about how it's like, what, once he downsizes, his wife gets a divorce or it's something It's not even a like subplot. That. It happens like in the first 20 minutes of the film. No, no, no. The whole movie's about him, like, falling in love with this other woman. Oh. Okay. After his wife leaves him. No, no, no. I mean that the, that one, like, cheats on him or something. Like, once he's downsized or something. It's his wife, because he gets downsized with his wife. And then once they get downsized, she Oh, that, that is the plot. That's and then, right. like, the whole movie is him, like, finding himself again or whatever. Yeah, and it's then like he the, finds a big person. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that would be hilarious. But, yeah, the trailer's, like, super misleading. Like, it yeah. makes you think it's this kind of fun, quirky, weird movie and ends up being just a basic, like, rom-com. I think I, rom-com, but I think I really got over him when we saw Suburbicon. That was a rough movie. And we didn't even see it for the podcast. We were just both so excited yeah, to we see just... this Coen Brothers-like film. And we saw it, and it was a bummer in the summer. Yeah, I mean, Oscar Isaac was the best part. He was in the movie for six minutes, maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got it's killed. The sound of death. <laughs> Uh, so what do you what do you what are you thinking? Um, I don't know. I think it's gonna be good. I like these like period, quasi biopic films. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan of period films. Um, I like racing movies too. You don't see a lot of those anymore. No, um, never. Very rarely. Also, my grandfather worked at Fast Ford and Furious. Ford. Doesn't count. <laughs> well, it used to count. Um, 
But my grandfather worked at Ford for like 60 years. Wow. So like I grew up in like in a household that was all about Ford. And so like I know about like the Shelby GT Mustang. Like I know like some of the history of like how it came to production and stuff. So it should be interesting to watch. My dad worked at Ford and then told me never to buy a Ford. <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. He knew cars, but I never I never did. Like, yeah. I, I would want to do other stuff, but he'd be like, hey, help me on the car. See, I, my dad never did that one. And I wouldn't. But um, I don't know. I'm learning now things about cars. Like, I can change a tire, and I can uh, change oil if I want to. But it's cheaper now to go to a place that I have my oil changed than it is to change it myself. So I just go there. What's the cheaper? It's twelve ninety-five. If you bought the amount of oil that you need and the filter, that would be about 20 bucks. Wait, it costs you twelve ninety-five to change your oil? Yes, it does, baby. What kind of oil do you use? Regular. Oh, I use like premiums. Oh, synthetic. Yeah, so you pay like, like sixty bucks. Blend. Yeah. You're going double the miles though, right? Yeah. Wait, you well, don't have no. a car. Well, when I, ha- when I fucking had one. I know. <laughs> but would you go six thousand miles without changing your oil instead of three thousand? No, I would do it every three thousand. That's how they get you. Synthetic, you don't have to change it every three thousand because why would you be paying more? No, wait, I think it is six. It's yeah. Like, I think it is six. Like six thousand or six months or some shit like that. Oh, okay. Hmm. I'm pretty sure it's six. I'm trying to think of the stickers. Well, anyway, I don't change. My, uh, uh, also, the oil. Why are we talking about this? Well, no, we're talking about it's a car movie. Okay, so. Um, Welcome to Car Talk with Garrett and Mike. You're on the line with with, with Garrett. Go, uh, Garrett. How do you? What, tell me about how synthetic oil is better than. Regular oil. Well, it's okay. Here's the deal. So it's not as good. Um, it is, but it's you got to go every six thousand miles. Anyway, but another thing that these oil companies and these uh, these car companies yeah, that talk fix to them about cars, the oil companies. These, talk to them. The car companies they say that you need to get it every three thousand or six thousand, depending on if you have conventional or synthetic. But the truth of the matter is, you can either go six thousand or twelve thousand, respectively. That's just what they say to make you go back quicker. Yeah, so we actually... Does that like, answer your question? Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate okay, that. Okay, bye. Click. Yeah, listen, listen. We, there's three things we know for sure here in Car Talk. One, I said, you get ripped off if you get an orchard every 3,000 on a synthetic blend. Two, Red Sox till I die. Three, Matt David is a god. Back to Ford v. Ferrari. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I don't know if that's a true fact about the, the amount of miles, <laughs> but I really do think that that's the thing, because I think you can go like, I go 4,000. I go 1,000 over what they say to go. So here's my question. Okay. When's the last time Matt Damon had like a good movie that was also a hit film? Good question. Like I mean, Born was, Ultimatum. I'm, and that was a while ago. That was 20. That was 2007. Everybody. 2007. That's an interesting way of saying. It. I don't know. Remember Goodwill Hunting? Those we say 20, 2019. That is true. 2007. I mean, his track record's not good. I mean, granted, he did have a cameo in Deadpool too. Rounders. Um. This is his last good movie. Rounders. Downsizing, Suburbicon, he did have a cameo in Thor Ragnarok. But these are cameos. Jason Bourne, The Great Wall. Dude, he really has a string. Okay, The Martian, 2015. Yeah, but if, does that was that good? I like The Martian. It's I really Ridley Scott, it. man. I, I mean, it. how good can it be? I mean, I liked it, man. I didn't see it. Interstellar, but I mean, cameo. Cameo. The Monuments Men. Yeah, that was George Behind Clooney. the Candelabra is really good. I heard it was great. It is really good. Elysium. Ugh. Neil Blomkamp is finally making a third film. Fourth. Fourth? Oh, yeah, Chappie. I forgot about Chappie. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, the Zero Theorem. <laughs> Promised Land? What even is that? Contagion was fine. Which I think I own. No, I own Side Effects. The Adjustment Bureau? <laughs> we bought a zoo? <laughs> Green Zone? <laughs> Here at- Green wow. Zone was good. Was it? I don't remember. I, I remember I saw it once. It was good. 
It was Paul Greengrass. It was good. Hereafter, never saw it. True Grit was good. Invictus, fine. The Informant, good. So, so it was 2010. The Informant was good. I liked The Informant. I didn't. I don't remember it at all. I liked it. It was quirky and weird. Ugh. I mean, See, that's another thing. It's like he tried. Is he funny? He's really, is Matt Damon he's funny? He's funny Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> but that's like that's it. Yeah. He should be either a full-blown comedian or a full-blown serious guy. I hate this like quirky cool. in the middle. But he's he, like, good at it. He's good at it. John C. Riley. Walk Hard is hilarious. There's no Matt Damon movie that is as funny as Walk Hard. I really think I kind of want to do it. <laughs> you don't want no part of this. You don't want shit. no part of this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you got to go back to 2007 before he was consistently, back when he was consistently making good movies. But even then, other than Bourne movies, what was it? Ocean's 13, I thought was fine. Not as good as Ocean's uh, 11. Um, better but way than better 12. than Ocean's 12. Bourne Ultimatum, The Departed, The Good Shepherd was okay. Um, was the Good Shepherd good? That was directed by Robert okay. Robert De Niro. I thought it was okay. Ugh. Um, I was so fucking bored. Syriana. Never actually saw Syriana. That's a good movie. Uh, the Brothers Grimm. I actually like that movie. I've heard it's great. I like that movie. Um, <laughs> Euro Trip. I forgot he was in Euro Yeah, he's Trip. in Euro Trip. Don't tell Scotty. Oh, it's 12, Born Supremacy, Stuck on You. Ugh. You know, now that I'm looking back at it, he, he does, does not, not have, have a good... I, when I was thinking that, I was like, oh yeah, Born movies, but... He does not have a good. How is he an A-lister? Yeah, he's. I don't think he is, man. I don't think. Ben, I think he is. I don't think he is. He is. No, man. Yeah. I don't think so. Like, people, let us know. Comment on the fan page. Let us, tell us. We'll actually put a poll up on the fan page today. I oh, think we're recording this. Here, I mean, here's my, here's my. Yeah, we'll put a poll up. But here's my thought process. I don't think he's any of these things. I don't think he's an A-lister. I think he's a B-lister that gets associated with A-listers. Ergo, people are like, oh, yeah, totally. But he doesn't get a lot of movie roles either. And he's, he's not in, like, high... Is it selective or offered? I feel like he's the kind of actor who selects his movies. But he's... Well, then he's a shitty selector. Because, dude, he's got some bombs. And, like, because the movie's bad, not like a Terminator Dark Fate or a Zombieland Double Tap. Or uh, what was the last one we saw? Doctor Sleep. Like these are, they're all good, serviceable movies, but they bomb completely. Damon's got just shit cannons of terrible films that he's in. Now here's what I think. I think that I wouldn't call. Here's what I'll say. I'll look over this. I don't think he's an A-list actor, but I do think he's an A-list celebrity. Like everybody knows who he is. I mean, everybody knows who Matt Damon is. Yeah. So but I mean, like, only you... because of. Um, George Clooney. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was gonna say this only because of Team America: World Police. <laughs> Matt Damon. We'll, do yeah. this, we'll set this poll to end Thursday when the episode drops. Perfect. Which is the twenty tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. Thursday? It, oh. Yes, it, we do it on Wednesdays now. Did yeah, you forget? I, yeah, I did, bro. <laughs> God. Anyway, well, what do you think of the Ford v Ferrari? Ford versus or Ford V? Are we I'm gonna go v? with Ford V. Kind of like how I call um I call the the newest the Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie Fant Four Stick. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Ford V for Vendetta. <laughs> what about a Ford V Superman Dawn of Ferrari? <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's good too. Um, I don't know. I think it's. I think the, I think the Christian Bale's gonna overshadow Matt Damon because I think we just agreed that Matt Damon isn't a great actor. Um. But also Matt Damon. But I think Matt Damon's a great actor, though. That's the thing. It's just like he's a great actor, but he needs to pick a lane and stay in it because he's not funny. Like, he's not fully funny. So I think that's the big problem. It's like, and he's not quirky. I don't know. I don't like him. I don't like him. 
But he's a good actor, like talented Mr. Ripley, Rounders, Goodwill Hunting. Like the '90s were his sweet spot. Late then, '90s, yeah. And then after that, it was like, "Hey, I'm in a board movie," which the first one's great too. I just put is Matt an A-list celebrity? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna go in and give this movie a preemptive um, shh because I don't want to see it. I'm kidding. It looks fine. Who cares? Uh, I'm not a big racing fan, so. I just I hope there's good character drama and it's good action and uh, it is a true story so I'd like to research it right afterwards mm-hmm. see what's true and what's not I think it's going to be a good movie with good performances so I'm just going to go in and give it a, I don't really care about the plot I'm going to give it a, a solid six point five I think it's going to be that for me mm-hmm. it dep- it really depends oh we got bold predictions too oh yeah bold prediction uh, after this yes. um, so six point five um, vroom vrooms out of ten there we go that's that's as much as I care. All right, um, I think it's going to be enjoyable. I hope it's going to be enjoyable. I hope it's interesting. I hope we learn stuff. Uh, uh, that's why I like watching these kind of movies. It's like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I didn't know that. And I kind of, those kind of moments. And I'm looking forward to just two good performances from two good actors. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. I think I'm going to go the same. I'm going to go 6.5. I'm going to go 6.5. Um, oh, look at you! Out of, uh, out of 10. You're just going to do that every Christian Bale movie. Uh, I don't know anything about this movie. This, so yeah. Do you have a bold prediction? Let's do a bold prediction. Uh, it's time for everybody's new favorites to segment on the show. Your, called, it's your favorite. Segment. I like it. I know, it's, yeah, fun. it's fun. It's called bold prediction. Bold prediction. All right. Uh, bold. Wait, prediction. We have bold prediction. Sometimes it might be outlandish. Sometimes you might hit the nail exactly on the head. Like, like I have every last time. Week. What was the first one? Uh, Terminator Dark Fate. It was the uh, I'll be back. You said somebody would say I'll be back. Yeah. Oh, well, I was right that time too, but not last week. That said, uh, either Linda Hamilton or Arnold Schwarzenegger are going to die in that movie permanently. Yeah. Um, my bold prediction for this film is that it's kind of hard to make a bold prediction in a movie like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Can I do? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, uh, there will be a. I have not seen the trailer either. I have not seen the trailer. Hmm. There will be a fiery crash that leaves somebody uh, <clears throat> skin graft burned. Oh wow! <laughs> You're really going for it. It's going that, hardcore, that and I also don't know the true story, mm. so I'm just I'm totally assuming. I have not done any research for this movie to go in completely blind. My bold prediction <laughs> is that one of these two characters will be married with a family, and the relationship will be strained beyond repair. Like First Man. <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah. that was such a good movie. Too. It was a great movie. Um, it's another one that bombed, but it was amazing. Yeah, that's cinematography. Oof, that movie. Remember how claustrophobic you felt on all the shots that were in like the shuttle? I liked it more than Ad Astra, I'll tell you that. I agree with that, yeah. yeah. Except for that soundproof room. Oh, yeah, that's that great. great room. All right, everybody, you're going to hear a trailer and an ad, and then, uh, well, ad, then a trailer, and then we'll be right back. Look out there. Out there is the perfect lap. You see it? I think so. Most people can't. Carol Shelby. Maybe. Lee Iacocca, Ford Motor. Suppose Henry Ford II wanted to build the greatest race car the world's ever seen to win the 24 hours of Le Mans. What's it take? Well, it takes something money can't buy. Money can buy speed. What well, about speed? We need a pure racer behind the wheel of your car. That's Ken Miles. I don't trust him an inch. We heard he's difficult. No, no, Ken's a puppy dog. 
No. Whatever it is, Shell, no. Trust me. You're going to build a car to beat Ferrari with a Ford. Correct. And how long did you tell them that you needed? Two, three hundred years? Ninety days. <laughs> This isn't the first time Ford Motors has gone to war. We know how to do more than push paper. Go ahead, Carol. Go to war. Thank you, sir. Do you think you can beat Ferrari? Fucking try. We're lighter, we're faster. That don't work, we're nastier. You ready? I was born ready, Mr. Shelby. Hit it. <laughs> I hit record. Is it working? Hit record? What are you? Uh, I forgot his name. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon Levitt. There we go. Yeah, you said that before. Yeah. Have I really? Yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, well, let us know if, you, if I said that before. Everybody. Let us know what episode, everybody. <laughs> um, hey, we're back. Uh, we just saw a, a Ford V Ferrari, uh, and that movie was V Good. Yeah, which stands for very good. In this scenario, yeah. Uh, wow. Yeah. Really Downright cool. loved it. Yeah, I was a... Uh, I, I, I guess we said before, I was like, I didn't really have many expectations. Like, I just kind of went in. I didn't look at a lot of marketing. Interesting fact, though, I realized that I watched a review for this movie two months ago on IGN. Oh, you did? Yeah, I just remembered it, like, halfway through the movie that I had seen a review for it oh, already. Oh, weird. Which is weird, because it came out so early. Because I remember when we talked about Ford v. Ferrari, and I was like, oh, that movie came out already, like, a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, you did say yeah, that. Yeah, because I it's thought because it had come out. you watched the yeah. review. But, um, it's weird. So, in the review, they, they, uh... Yeah, how shitty was this person's review? It wasn't shitty, but they did say, they said that Matt Damon, uh, I almost, I almost uh, had a hard time not Matt saying Matt Damon. <laughs> In the review, I do remember them saying that they they weren't a big fan of Matt Damon's performance. They're stupid. Um, yeah, I mean, they said, I think they said it was flat or something like they that. They are horrendous. But, um, I mean, I, I will say, I will say that I do think that Christian Bale got way more to do as far as okay. character-wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, Matt Damon was still great. Yeah. He was great. I loved his character. Uh, I, I want to take back everything I said about Matt Damon in the first segment, but at the same time, I'm still right. Yeah, I mean, all He's a great actor, but he is not funny, but he didn't really need to be. He was, there was one scene that I'm thinking of in particular where he wasn't funny necessarily. It was just like, oh, that's a perfect thing to say right there. Yeah, he was very smart and quick-witted in the film. Oh, but there is the one thing where he says something and I'm like, eh, I can see how you think that's funny, but you're saying it, so it's not. <laughs> but uh, I can't... What was that? It was the, you know, the, the fight between the two guys, oh. and then he's laying on the ground or whatever, and he says, uh, I call that the ostrich peck or something like that. The oh, yeah, the, the llama... The llama bite. The llama bite, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, ugh, I know how you just said unicorn jizz, and basically that's the reason it's funny, but... <laughs> If you don't know Unicorn Jizz, that's the thing that Stu McAllister refers to, a comic that's like taking two things and putting them together, and it's just supposed to be funny because it's two words that are put together randomly, like Unicorn Jizz. Mm. That's like Llama Bite or whatever. Yeah. Llama. Yeah. But it's like, eh, 
I get why it's supposed to be fun, but that that still stands for Matt Damon. But I think he was really good in this movie. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's um, the takeaway from all the shit I just said. Yeah, it was. He was good. Christian Bale was fantastic, phenomenal, like phenomenal. really, really good. Phenomenal. Stole every scene he was in. Um, has he won an Academy Award yet? I feel like he has, but I'm yeah. not 100. percent But I, I'm pretty sure he has. If not, someone should kill somebody. Um, wow, that wait, that was drastic. But I will say, I will say that aside from the uh, two leads, Matt Damon and um, Christian Bale, and aside from Josh Lucas who played uh, oh, uh, the Leo sneaky Beebe, snake, Leo Beebe, um, who was just phenomenal at being just a real big piece of it shit. It makes me wonder if he didn't exist in real life. Because he's Beebe. such a piece of shit. <laughs> he is really bad. I mean, is he the de- he's the designer of the Mustang, right? No, I don't think he designed the Mustang. I think he's like he's just like a executive. Person. Oh, that yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, Ford is filled with executives. We'll get into the plot a little bit. What, what else did you want to say? But yeah, I felt him? like I felt like uh, John Bernthal played Lee Iacocca, and I felt that he was kind of underutilized. Like he was kind of just in the movie, and then he kind of just wasn't. Yeah. Because like it seemed like he was going to be a main part of the film, and then he just kind of fell yeah, out of the wayside. Yeah. He started as the a main part, which I really liked. I liked that he was getting some screen time. Yeah. Shooting up some scenery, being I feel, great. I feel like that happens with John Bernthal in movies a lot. Yeah, Pretty Baby kind of, Driver. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> You don't see me. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> um, uh, oh, how do you say that name? Uh, Let me pull it up, too. Katriana. Katriana? Balfe. Katriana Balfe played uh, Molly Miles. That was um, Christian Bale who played Ken Miles. His wife, she was very good. Um, very strong, very uh, loving wife. Yeah. Very supportive of her husband. Very doting, but Pushed wonderful. him a lot, too, which I thought was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Noah Jupe, who played Peter Miles. That kid was fantastic in the limited role that he was in. He was great. Um, really conveyed. He did a lot of emotion with his face. Yeah. Um, and I'll, we'll go into, I can't go into when he did it because it'll spoil stuff. Yeah. But, Big doe eye kid. But yeah, I mean, and then the script was tight. I cared about these characters. The cinematography was amazing. Um, the race scenes were exhilarating. Oh, my heart was in my throat multiple times, and uh, I I got shivers and chills, and I, I felt it all. And just the way that this movie, it's like, this movie's playing you. Like, it's like a fiddle. So everything, or not a fiddle, but like a, a viola, a violin, right? Okay. It's, it's very meticulous and methodical, the way that it's doing it. Even the music, too, which James Mangold uses a lot, where it'll be like, just strings, like string hits or something like that. It's weird, weird, but it's it's making you feel comfortable, and it's it's like driving a car that you're getting used to, right? By the by yeah. hour one, you're like, oh, I think I finally get it, and then by hour three, you're like, oh, this is my car now. Yeah. That's how this movie treats well, you. What do you know about a car if you only driven it for an hour? Exactly. <laughs> you gotta um, drive it for 24 straight. But, um... I, this is where I will give a huge shout out to just this fantastic movie theater that we're in. Yeah. Because we saw it in, uh, if you ever go to Studio Park in Grand Rapids. Uh, Which you should. That's where we go all the time now. It's the best movie theater in Grand Rapids. Theater One is the, so I believe it's the second largest screen in Michigan. Other than the IMAX. The second largest non-IMAX screen in Michigan. I believe the largest is in Detroit. Hmm. Um, that's what Keeley said. Um, but, I mean, the sound in this theater is amazing and it really 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 helps in this movie oh, yeah. where sound plays a huge key role I mean you've got a film where they're designing cars and they have to drive these cars how long is that water going to run for? <laughs> they're designing cars quit hitting your hands on this thing this? no every time you hit your bracelet it, it's like you can you can look at stop it please stop it I'm cutting I'm all that. I'm trying to be passionate about what I'm talking about you can't tell me how to control my body but it's I'm... like people are going to listen and they're going to be like oh I, he- I keep hearing that 
I don't know. I don't care. Whatever. Do what you want. I don't care. Go ahead. Is it my car now? Yeah, it's your car now. Your decision. So in a movie where they're designing cars and they have to feel out what's wrong with the cars and hear what's wrong with the cars, it really helps that you can hear the car. Yeah. You can hear everything that's wrong with the cars, how the cars shift, how the engines sound. There's a great scene where they're in a race, they're in the Le Mans race, and um, it's Ford v. Ferrari. And every time it cuts to uh, Christian Bale and the Ferrari driver, you can hear the engine change. Yeah. Or you can hear the Ferrari engine subtle. versus the, the Shelby, or the, not the Shelby, but the GT40 engine. Um, and I think it's great, and I think in a theater with less good sound, how do you say that? In a theater with poorer sound. Inferior sound. It doesn't uh, convey as well. And I think yeah. that it's a really part of making this, the races immersive. And um, and just James Mangold knows how to shoot races. James Mangold knows how to shoot. He's such a good director. He gets no... Like, I feel like more people should know his name because, I mean, The Wolverine isn't amazing by any stretch of the imagination, but it's well-directed. Mm. And Logan is one of my favorite superhero movies. Yeah. Because it's along the same lines of Joker, where it's not necessarily connected it's just using these characters it's yeah. very similar but it's wonderfully directed well, it's and a smart really move. well done it's a smart move too in Logan to um oh, we're talking a little bit it's a smart move to have all the other X-Men be dead because yeah. then you don't have to shoehorn in all this other crap yes. from other movies and stuff I think it was very smart to do yeah. that but man I really thoroughly enjoyed this movie yeah um so that's the old spoiler free section you I guys. mean do you want to give the plot um, wow, yeah, I just, I, I just saw someone walk in. I thought it was me. I know it's not me, but it looked like me. You ever had that? I've never met anybody that looks like me. Wow, I didn't meet him. He just walked. I don't think I've ever seen like, anybody that looks like me. All right. Although I hear the guy from, uh, what's that show? That kid's show on Nickelodeon with the monsters and the black guy who's like a drum major. What is that fucking show called? No idea. I'll Google it. I do know that uh, people say Chris Pratt from Parks and Rec. That's That's me. Really? Yeah, I've heard I've heard that a lot. Zach Galifianakis, people say that. I don't see it. I don't either. <laughs> but that guy that just walked in, he looks just like me. Anyway, um, yes, the movie. Mike's looking up this Doodle Bops show or whatever. Show um, for, show for preteens. <laughs> but uh, no, that's. What are you typing? Sesame Street? Black guy, kids show, Nickelodeon. Jesus Christ. I don't even know if it was on Nickelodeon. Um, Black guy, kids show. But yeah, essentially the plot. Well, we, I mean, we said the synopsis. That's the whole plot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the plot, yeah. Yo, Gabba Gabba, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Yo, Blabba Blabba. <laughs> Yo, Gabba Gabba, black guy. My phone knows me now. DJ Lance Rock. That's what I've gotten before. No, he looks like Childish Gambino. That doesn't look like you at all. No, well, that's what I've gotten. No. Um, I'm not anyway. so proud of being compared to the DJ Lance Rock, but uh, <laughs> I would I would say Chris Chris Tucker from Fifth Element. Ah, with your hair now. Uh-huh. I'm sure you've heard that a thousand times. Lost in Paradise. No, I have not heard it once actually. Really? Yeah, yeah. The first there you go. Said. Everyone That's... else is giving me Odell Beckham Jr., who's like an NFL player who has. Oh yeah, name. I know who that yeah. is. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we're yeah, back at it. Spoiler-free section's done, you guys. If you want to have things not spoiled for you, you you, you know the drill. Stop listening. Come back when you watch the movie. If you don't give a shite, here we go. Uh, and I'll be honest. I mean, I think that really does play into it, is not knowing what happens in the story. Because, you know, yeah. it's you. It's it's that kind of mystery thing. So, here we go. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want to go first? That means me. 
Um, You're the guy that asks someone after they, they're about to take a sip of water, oh, did you want to say a, a soliloquy right now? Did you want to say something? Wouldn't that be the perfect time after you take a sip of water to say a soliloquy? When you throw no, I was taking one. You said, do you want to go first? And then I had the... Oh, well, you said I'm the guy who asked someone after wrong. they took a sip of water, which mm-hmm. would be the perfect time. After they were about to, I guess. After they were about to? Does <laughs> that, that mean during them? Does that mean during? during? That <laughs> means during, yeah. Anyway. Um, Hootie who? Should we ask this guy? I don't know. This guy works here. Fuck it. All right. So, um, when I was talking about the, the, the child actor, whose name I already forgot. Um, Noah. Noah. Something. Vanderflut. Noah Gabba Gabba. <laughs> Noah Jupe. Yeah. Too far off with Vanderflut. <laughs> or is it? I mean, you added a ton of letters. Vanderfloop? It just sounded Still got the, the oop same. sound in there somewhere. Um, Oops. Oop. Uh, what I mean when I say that the kid acts very subtly with his face is there's two scenes uh, that he has to react uh, to seeing uh, what he believes is his father perishing yeah. uh, in a fiery car crash, which happened twice. So half of your bold prediction came true. Well, my bold prediction was that someone was going to get in such a bad accident they'd have to like get skin grafts and shit like that. But you so. did say that it would happen from a fiery car crash. Fiery it car did happen crash. Twice. Um, yeah, but I thought that they were going to. I thought, based on my prediction, here's the bad part of bold predictions: is that my prediction was making me in my head be like, God, I hope I'm right. <laughs> I hope he only gets hurt. And then the next scene is like six months later, and it's like, oh, he's dead, and you're just all, everyone's coping with it. And you're like, yeah. fuck, man. Yeah. I'm wrong. <laughs> no, I was really bummed out at that. But, I mean, yeah, so 50% right. Yeah. Um, but I just think that, and then the camera cuts to the son immediately, both times it happens. So he gets in a car accident twice this movie. Yeah. The camera cuts to his son both times, and his face just conveys like that fear of unknown of what's happening, and also confusion of not really knowing what's going on. Yeah. Which I think happens a lot as a child, like, which is something traumatic. Because it's like, yeah, this is happening, but it's like, is it happening? Is this real? Like that kind of. He conveyed all of that in yeah. his face. It was great. It was. I was really impressed by it. He um, was also in Suburbicon. Noah Jupe. Really, he must be friends with Matt Damon. Don't even remember who he was. <laughs> I don't remember that? that movie. That movie sucked. Yeah, it did. Um, anyway. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I, I. As far as spoiler territory goes, I guess that's that's the main spoiler is that uh, Christian Bale's character Ken Miles does die um, while yeah. testing. Uh, the next version of the GT after they had um, finished Le Mans. Um, and the whole movie is a build-up, really, to um, them building this car that's able to beat Ferrari at Le Mans in the 60s. And they co- they get thrown so many just hurdles the whole time. I mean, you've got Matt Damon, who plays Carroll Shelby, who's recruiting Ken Miles, because he knows that Ken Miles is the best driver, and he, he knows the most about cars. And he's getting so much pushback from um, uh, Leo Bibi. Because Leo Bibi deems that up. Dude, he is written to be a nasty man. He's so nasty. Yeah, he's just like, everything he says is just, he's got a smarmy look. I don't Josh know. Lucas is really good at playing that role. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if he can play somebody who isn't, like, because he just looks like a piece of shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. He's just got that weird, if anyone knows Max Fine, uh, he's uh, one of my good friends, but he lives out in New York, he's a comic, but he looks like a nice version of Josh Lucas. <laughs> uh... So less piece of a shit. I mean, he's yeah. not a piece of shit, but anyway. Less, well, so inherently then less. So not like Josh <laughs> Lucas is at all. At all, his act. I'm sure he's a nice guy. Like, who do I? What do I care? Josh Lucas, go fuck yourself. You're never gonna listen to this. Josh. <laughs> um, but then oh, it's food time. Oh boy. Oh. Wow. Oh wow. Garrett even ordered Thank food this you time, so you guys. We're both eating. Look at that. Do you want to pause and else? eat? I think we should pause and eat it. We're gonna pause and eat. You're not gonna even notice that we did it though. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, so um, food was great. Food was very good. So yeah, Josh Lucas, he, the the fucking Leo BB is just a hardcore piece of shit. He's a great villain in this movie. He throws everything again. He hates Ken Miles because their first interaction, like I think he just thinks he's better than him, honestly. And the first is an interaction. Put that in there. Well, I mean, I didn't know if I got it on me. Oh. Um, That's what I was gonna use. First interaction, he just criticized the car, like the Mustang, because they met at the unveil of the 1966 Mustang, and um, they just made for a good. He made for a good foil. Yeah, I mean, it was good. He kept throwing roadblocks. He was whispering in Henry Ford the second's ear, all while Shelby was trying to get his respect and trust, and just undermining him all the way and taking the credit for all the. Um, Shelby and Ken Miles' successes. Yeah. It makes me wonder if he's a real person. I thought you were a real piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, I just wonder how, you know, awful he was. Uh, and John Bernthal's character. It was interesting to see him have, like, an, uh, a Michigan accent. Did he have a Michigan accent? I noticed it when he's doing his presentation or whatever. Hmm. I noticed Your that. car. Car. The way that you say car. car? Most, those most, most regions say car. But it's the way that we say it. Because, like, West Coast is like, what, car? We're car. Car. Where's my car? Just car. Talk, talk regular. Yeah, ours is like a car. It's like a long car. R, like, car. Yeah, car. But it, cause it's car. It's it's more of like a. It's like a less Wisconsin, Minnesota. You've been watching they're a like lot car. of those. Uh, they're like car. You've been watching those dialect coaches. I have. Where you? <laughs> your tongue moves in your mouth and. <clears throat> shit um, like that, but. Yeah, it sounds like John Bernthal's been doing it too, because I was just like, oh my god, is he, where is this right now? This is Michigan, right? And then it yeah. you know, dawned on me. I just love when uh, their Enzo Ferrari tells them to go back to Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> go uh, back to Michigan to your ugly factory fucking with your, Enzo, your tiny little car. Fucking Enzo Ferrari. Yeah, that guy was, sucks shit. He was not a nice guy in this movie. But, yeah, so. But yeah, I mean, I just, it was a great movie. Perfect, well-balanced cast. Enough conflict to, you know, to, to move the plot, the plot forward. Some genuine moments of just, like, spine-chilling, like, happiness for the characters and things they overcome. Um, How about when his door wouldn't shut when the oh race started? Oh, my God. Started? They start the Le Mans, which is, <clears throat> the, for anyone who doesn't know what the Le Mans is, it's a, a 24-hour race in uh, uh, Paris, France. And um, you, the way you drive it is you drive in shifts. I think it's, like, four hours at a time or something like that. But um, the idea, the way this race starts is so bananas. I don't know if they still do it this way. Um, uh, I don't even, do they still do the Le Mans? Pretty sure, yeah. Hmm. I know they still have like road courses and stuff like that in Italy. Or yeah. like in Europe. Um, um, but yeah, so um, the way you start this race is all your cars are lined up on a wall. And then the racers are lined up 15 feet from the car. And once the starting gun or the timer goes off, the racers then have to race to their car, and all the cars have to leave the race start area at the same time. Yeah. So then all these cars just crash into each other. Which <laughs> is so funny because NASCAR, how they do it now is they have the pace car that lets them all drive the same speed, basically, at the same time. Yeah, they time. have a staggered start, and then they yeah. call the pace car. Yeah, and then car. they all do... Yeah, and then they all do a... Uh, keep their wheels loose. Yeah. Drive the car from left to right. Yeah. My dad watched a lot of NASCAR. I always ask my parents why they do that. And they're like, because it does... And then they explained it. And I was like, well, that's stupid. And then I just left the room. I never watched much of it, but my parents, uh, they watched it all the time. It's supposed to warm up your tires. My dad was big into uh, NASCAR. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The idea is like it, gives, it helps your tires get more traction on the track. 
Interesting. Um, I don't want them. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Yeah, then it starts like that, and then at the beginning of the Le Mans, like his door won't close. His door won't close. So then, like the first lap of the race is just him trying to close the fucking door. And then he like is doing awfully, and then pulls into the pit stop, and then one of the guys just grabs a sledgehammer. Six. And then I'm like, oh my god, now he's not gonna get out. That's, That's what, what I, I thought, thought too. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, oh no, what if there's a fire? <gasps> and then it's all these like things that are like clicking into place. So that's why I had like dread the entire time during that first part of the race. And then he goes to the pit stop again, and then the door opens, and I'm like, whew, thank God, he'll get out. Yeah, I didn't and even think about that. the race, everything, you know, goes according to plan. And, well, I mean, not according to plan, but, I mean, everything works out. And then he um, wins second. He gets second because he's told by um, old BB, Leo BB, uh, whispers in the ear of uh, Henry Ford II, who they call the deuce. And um, this prick tells him, wouldn't it be real picturesque if all three Ford cars finished at the same time? But then Leo Beebe knew that because um, Ken Miles started in a staggered position ahead of the other Ford driver, that, that guy the would Ford automatically, would automatically get first. the first place. This Leo Beebe. So he robbed him of the triple crown, which he would be the first man to ever achieve the triple crown in um, road racing. Yeah. Um, and so he didn't get that because of old Leo Beebe, old shifty Beebe. Just the worst fucking. Piece but then here's of trash. how here's how this movie plays with your emotions. You're at a high when he wins the race. You're at a, a real big high because he puts himself aside for the yeah. sake of like his future because like he knows he's going to get fired if he doesn't do this. Yeah. And so he he does this. He sacrifices himself or his pride to get a tie. And then because at first when he starts to really succumb to it, and you see his face realize he's going to slow down because at this point he's ahead by like a mile or a quarter of a mile or something like that Yeah. and they say they make the call to, for him to slow down and he doesn't so you're like oh well, good for him but then you're like well fuck he's gonna get fired like his family needs him to yeah, get a job then he realizes pride, it yeah. and he slows down and you think at first you're like god damn it don't succumb to that but then you're like no it's the right choice This is yeah you're seeing it on everybody like okay this is I mean he's putting himself aside for yeah. this he's really taking a sacrifice and then but, he finishes the race but, and you're yeah, on a high again he would again. still be first yeah. yeah and then you find out that he's not first and then you're mad again and yeah. then he accepts it, and he's like, let's just let's start working on the next car. And you're like, okay, he's cool with it. And you're all happy. Everything's hunky-dory. And they start building the next Ford GT40. And, and you think it's going to end. You think the movie's going to be done. And then he goes out for a little test run in the GT40 and fucking dies. Yeah. And crashes. Because it's the brakes. For the third time now, the brakes have failed him. And, and it's, uh, like, it's like a fucking roller coaster, man. Yeah, it's, it's because it's so wonderfully written and structurally well. It's so James Mangle. It's so... You know, you're up, then you're down, then you're up, then you're down. But it's not like a jolting thing where it's like, hey, guess what? Here's the thing. It's it's always cluing you in on what is going to happen. It's this nice um, feeling of foreshadowing, but uneasiness. You're just, there's something about it where you're like, something's off right now. Why are they playing a voiceover? And then it's like slowly things are starting to happen while it's happening and Man, it was just. Yeah, I got such really a... leery once he started doing that voiceover. Yeah, I was, I was like, like uh... what the fuck? And why isn't a Christian Bale doing the voiceover? And why isn't Matt Damon doing the voice? Oh no! I didn't even think about the fact that Christian Bale never yeah. did the voiceover. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't make it out. But uh, man, it was uh, really a terrific, tremendous film. Yeah. Tremendous, very tremendous. It was great. Juice. I did. I did both my things. I have to do. Just then. Well, you didn't do it. Okay, here's the deal. I said it earlier. Oh, you did. <laughs> I didn't do it as Trump. Oh. Here. Normally I chime in and say Yeah, you really but you, you you and Rebecca really just run in and go Here's the deal. <laughs> um but yeah, I think I don't know, I think uh, Bold predictions. 
What was yours? My bold prediction was that um, my bold my bold prediction not only didn't come true, the exact opposite happened. Yeah, because I said it brought that, the family together. I said that the the, the, the pursuit of this perfect car, <coughs> this win, was going to tear some family apart. The only person with the family was Ken Miles in this movie, and it brought them closer. Yeah, it brought other. them closer. Yeah. So you so uh, I was way off. Well, I was half right, which I don't even say. I was. Say, I'll still say I was wrong. But um, he w- it was a fiery crash. I mentioned skin grafts. So the skin grafts did not happen because he died. So I'm I'm half right, but whatever. Uh, what do you rate this bad boy? Man, I I just loved this movie. It was really I really tri- enjoyed it. Was it was really terrific. Um, I'm gonna uh, I really liked it a lot. There's not much I can fault for it. I think the only thing that I fault for it is just that I do feel like. Matt Damon did not have as much to do as Christian Bale did, yeah. character-wise. But that's the only thing. It's not even a real big complaint. Um, not enough to bring me below the nine I'm about to give this movie. Well, I think it, wow, nine. That's yeah, I loved yeah. it, man. I was enthralled. I was exhilarated. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it nine. Um, oh man, I had one in the theater. I, forgot I had that. one too. I forgot it. Uh, it's all right. Oh, oh, I'm gonna give it nine. Um, Wonder Breads to the face out nice. of ten. Nice. Um, I'm with Mike on this one. I uh, I really didn't mind that Matt Damon didn't have a lot to do because I think the, f- the first scene is him winning the Le Mans 65. Uh, they didn't say how long it was. Yeah, oh, yeah, they didn't say how long it was between, but he won Le Mans and he was the the only American or the first American to do it. Um, but that it was that scene which is pretty action packed i guess and then uh, after that he really calms down starts selling cars because his heart is a ticking time bomb so that all makes sense for me i, I understand that he wouldn't have as much to do um, i'm going to give it i think i'm going to i was going to say 8.5 but i think i liked it more than you did because of the you say that's a negative so i got to go up to at least what you said 9 i'm going to give it a 9 Throne wrenches out of ten. There we go. Uh, Working the no. We have news. Oh, that's right. Let's talk about some movie news real quick. Juvie news. Movie news, real quick, everybody. Um, Despite all odds and the fact that both director and star said they would not be making a sequel to this film no less than three weeks ago, today was confirmed that Joker Two was being developed. Yeah. Um, Todd Phillips is back on the direct. Uh, He's also co-screenwriting with whoever his screenwriting partner was. And Joaquin Phoenix is attached to Star. Crazy. Um, I I mean, there better be a goddamn good story and a reason for this happening. I agree. Unless yeah. they like, I don't. I really don't know. Like, it's either has to continue with spoilers for Joker if you haven't seen it, but um, it really has to continue with him getting out of the thing, of the place, yeah. Arkham, or um, and all that stuff actually did happen. Or rewriting it and being like, oh, that was all in his head. He's still in the thing. Nothing actually happened. That's so, interesting. So then, like, and then the movie begins, and it's, like, nothing like the first one. That, that to me, that's the only, those are the only two options to keep this going. Because you can't have it be like, oh, did he write another fucking origin story in the thing, and it's completely different? Because then yeah. it's like, well, then it didn't happen. And then these just become anthologies of maybe stories. Like, you can't do that. That's, I would hate it. <clears throat> I personally, if that's what it was, I would hate the sequel. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have any guesses on what the sequel would be. Yeah. Um, I have a guess for what Baby Driver 2 should be. But, because, th- I mean, that was, it's a similar thing where it's like, we didn't need a sequel. Right. But 
there, there, that was also one that was like in production or whatever in you know that that's being talked about so I don't know if it doesn't happen it's you know it's still it's slightly off the ground yeah yeah but both of these yeah, well, Joker 2 is supposed to happen. I mean, there's no way it's not going to. The movie's crossed over a billion dollars last week. Yeah. Um, it's going to happen. Uh, do we want it to? It seems like the overwhelming response um, on the announcement, at least I saw, was that people don't want a sequel. No, I don't. Um, and I don't think we need one. I mean, will I watch it when it comes out? Sure. Do I hope it's going to be good? Yes. Do we need it? No. No. Like, the, the movie was fine. It was self-contained. They told a story. The story had a beginning, a middle, and an end. I can't believe Joaquin Phoenix said yes, because this would be it his must first be, sequel movie, I mean, right? Well, it would. It wouldn't be Todd Phillips' first. Um, no. Um, but, I mean, I, I imagine he pitched it to him, and the pitch was so good that he decided to say yes, which is a good sign. Yeah. I mean, he's got... I mean, that's really all you need. Yeah, I mean, the jo- Joaquin Phoenix does not have a bad film in his resume. What if... He, okay, what if this is how it opens, right? It's, um... It's... Him escaping prison, or uh, Arkham, right? He escapes, and he walks outside, and it's, like, today. It's 2019. So he's been in prison for, like, 20 years? 40, right? Because 79? late 70s? Okay. Yeah, 79 is when that one took place. That's interesting. That'd be fucked up, right? It's like he's older, but he's still crazy. <laughs> and he did all that shit, and then he sees what the world has become. So it can be, like... Arc, it, w- it would be like Gotham now after the, the clown revolution. Yeah. Like what that actually did. Hmm. That'd be fun. Maybe that's the thing that pitched. That would be fun. And then he yeah. like... See, I mean, the, there's so many... That's the problem I have with sequels. And I talk about this on the Carrot Podcast with Kevin all the time. But the idea that sequels... You have an endless amount of storylines that you could do. And people don't go crazy with them. Yeah. Like... You can do literally anything with a sequel, and the fact that people are just kind of grounded and they're like, eh, whatever, I guess this is what would make sense. It's like, no, that actually doesn't make sense as to what happened. Like, because of the first one, you every sequel that gets made is always just like, a, a, you know, bare bones, whatever, would this even happen? Like, Ghostbusters 2, that's a good example of a good sequel where it's like, the city's bankrupt because of how much damage the Ghostbusters did. So they're starting the second movie at their lowest. Yeah. That makes sense. You know, I enjoy Ghostbusters 2, but that movie got really bad reviews. It did. Yeah. But it's like, that actually makes sense. That's a, Psycho 2, that's my favorite sequel, I think. But it's because... Really? Yeah, it takes 20 years, it takes place 20 years after the original Psycho, <laughs> and it's him getting out on good behavior... And then um, someone doesn't want him to get out, so she ends up, um, you know, ah, God, I don't want people, I don't want to spoil Psycho 2 for people. I've never seen Psycho 2. Oh, I'm not going to spoil it then, because Psycho 2 is great. It (laughs) takes place 20 years after, and um, Vera Miles, who is the sister of Marion Crane, Mm -hmm. she is protesting his release because he killed her sister, right? But he's now rehabilitated, so he's getting back out into life, and then he ends up going back to the motel that's now run by somebody else and going to the house, right? Okay. So crazy shit starts happening again because it is a psycho movie, but... the. (laughs) The way that everything happens, it's like you don't know as the audience if it's um, uh, Norman Bates or not. Mm. But it's it's really good. It's like takes it takes the formula of the first one and then moves it into the current day, which was the '80s. Yeah. And um, it's it turns it into a slasher 
from you know that that time period. But it's it's I really enjoy it. I think it's great. But check that out, Psycho Two. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I hope that the sequel's good. Baby Driver Two. I don't know what the sequel would be. The only thing that I thought is like he finally gets out, and the only job he can get is like a driving instructor, and he's <laughs> like that's the how it starts. But I don't know where the rest of it would go. I mean, I, I didn't think about it. Yeah. So I don't know. Joker 2, what do you My guys think? My favorite sequel is Blade Runner 2049. Oh, that is a terrific sequel. Really good sequel. Because um, that one made sense. But it bombed. Another another example of something. Did it bomb? It, it didn't do well. It was like maybe a $20 million profit or something like that. What? Yeah, it did not do well. No one saw it. I feel like a bunch of, I thought a bunch of people saw that. No. Like, people now, I think, are just be like, oh, I didn't know Blade Runner had a sequel. And you're like, you missed it. It's like four years ago in theaters. Three years ago? Two years ago? I don't even remember. Mike's looking up how much Blade Funner... Blade Funner? Blade Funner 20... Rorty 9 made. Uh, it made about $100 million in profit. Oh, really? $260 million... Or $259.2 million on a $150 to $185 million profit. Or budget. That's less than $100 million. Well, it's more than 20 <laughs> It's more than 20, it's, but isn't I mean, it's it, not a flop, It's like 60, 60 million? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a, it's not a bomb or a flop, but it's like a, you're lucky that we made any money. Yeah. It's unfortunate, too, because <clears throat> it's a very good movie. It is. So, I saw it in theaters. Anywho, this is a long episode, and um, I love you guys. Not that long. Was it um, 35, 45 minutes? Yeah, I think so. average length. I guess, like yeah. 50 to an hour. I don't know how long we did for the first segment. The no, this is the minutes? second segment. Oh, this whole thing is the second one? Oh, this might be a long one. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, all right. Well, there it is, guys. You heard of what we thought about it. Garrett, where can the, where can the people find you this weekend? Um, come on to Dr. Grin's Comedy Club. I am working with Dan Cummins. Oh, nice. He's funny. I love Dan. He's yeah. the headliner, so that'll be good. He has this podcast called Time Suck, if you guys are into that. Um, you can waste some hours with them. Or with us or him? Yeah. I got nothing going on this weekend. Really? Yeah. Well, why don't you come out? No guest spots. I wasn't going to ask for all. Yeah. I, I'm sure you don't want to go to the club anyway. Go I, to the club? Yeah, I wouldn't. Why not? Because, uh, fuck it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I, I get sick of being there all the time. I'm not there all the time, though. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Anyway, Dan Cummins is great. Come say hi, everybody. Come in and say hi to Dan. <laughs> not me. I don't matter. Hey, I'm Mike Logan. I'm Garrett Elzinga. And that, that was, was great. great.